0: knowing who you're trying to reach with your branding because you know you can have beautiful branding that just doesn't hit home if you're trying to sell xyz to audience you know ab that if it doesn't if you're branding is reflective of something that you'd want to buy and not necessarily what your audience would want to buy it's not going to hit home i'm thinking of a super super small business client maybe they don't
1: want it maybe they're like i don't want this document that shows me who my audience is I already know and so then it's like we could format whatever we the final files that we give to our client maybe they don't want that and that's okay yeah Yeah.
0: Welcome to Sorted, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm Emma. And I'm Alex. So get your coffee ready and let's
1: get sorted. Hi, friends. Hi everybody and welcome back to episode four of Sorted. We are so excited to dive into the importance of strategy in today's episode because I feel like brand strategy, I don't know about you Emma, but I feel like it's a term that gets thrown around all the time, but nobody really knows what it means. Like we might know what it means, but our clients or other people who are in our world on a day-to-day basis might not understand what it means. So we're really going to break it down for you and kind of dumb it down in a way so you understand exactly what we mean when everybody's talking about this whole brand strategy
0: thing and how you can apply it to your business and even if you don't work with a graphic designer or a brand strategist or a brand designer or whatever the person you work with is called how to apply it to your business but as graphic designers when we were coming up with episode topics branding was definitely top of mind and it's definitely something that's important to have a well-run and organized business. I think once you have your branding in order, it allows you to develop pillars and content. And it kind of, it's not just the way your brand looks and it helps really define, you know, how to go about all the things that you need to do for your business. But yeah, so our plan for branding is to split it up because we are... (laughs) graphic designers and brand designers. It's very important (laughs) to us. So our plan is to split this up into two episodes. Today's episode will be the pre-mood boards, the pre-logos, the pre-color, you know, the importance of brand strategy. And then the next branding episode in a couple episodes, we will talk about, you know, really diving into what branding is and those little bitty things you know itty bitty things that all the details so yeah we are so excited to talk about this and why it's important to have the backbone to your branding and not just a logo
1: Okay, so let's start off with the grand question. What is brand strategy? So, in our definition, Emma and I came up with a brand strategy is the roadmap to your business's success. So, with brand strategy, you'll always know how exactly to stay on brand. And this is both visually, but also strategy wise. So, things like creating Instagram content, to the writing on your website for your product descriptions, all of that stuff, that is all included in your brand strategy. So it's not just how you like something to look oh I like pink so I'm going to use pink in this Instagram post it dives deeper into that and dives into why why is it pink why is it not green and really the meaning behind that not only colors but also the tone of your voice the way that you are phrasing your Instagram captions are they more serious and more business heavy are they more light-hearted and all of that kind of stuff goes into the brand strategy so, without the brand strategy, you won't have a successful business in the end.
0: Yeah. And I really believe that branding lives at the intersection of really three things. It's your you, your audience, and your offering. So no matter if you're a service based business, a product based business, a creator, or a creative like us, um, I think that it's really important with brand strategy that you know obviously you want to be proud of your branding. You want it to, reflection of your company of your business of yourself if you're branding yourself but it's really important to keep in mind that your audience is who you're trying to reach with your branding and it's something within my job and i'm sure alex as well can can attest to this. that it's something i always am constantly reminding my clients that when we're doing branding you want to make sure that you know and that's where it's important in the beginning to look at these you know who your audience is and your target personas and Knowing who you're trying to reach with your branding, because you know you can have beautiful branding that just doesn't hit home if you're trying to sell X Y Z to audience, you know A B. <laughs> mm-hmm. That it, if it doesn't, if your branding is reflective of something that you'd want to buy and not necessarily what your audience would want to buy, it's not going to hit home. And you know you sh- again, you should be proud and you should want to buy your product, but you know sometimes your your branding you have to
1: put your personal yeah opinions yeah. aside at times.
0: Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So that's something that we always try to remind our clients and ourselves too with brand strategy Oh that, yeah. You
1: know, it's something <laughs> I, I, I just really have to look <laughs> <laughs> I just got done telling Emma, Oh, a client just picked concept one. I really wanted her to pick concept two, but that's my personal decision and she knows her audience better than I do. So if concept yeah. number one is the route that we need to go, then that's the route that we're gonna need to go for a successful brand.
0: Yeah, it's it's something that we definitely have to keep reminding ourselves. But yeah, and I think that how we use brand strategy is also really important. You know, how as people are hiring us as professionals and as graphic designers, that we not only have the skills to make a beautiful logo, but to have the skills to understand how to back that up with the strategy and how to apply strategy. And how many times in this episode are we going to say strategy? Oh my <laughs> But how to apply those things to your, you know, your branding suite and the way you're going to communicate them visually.
1: I also think an important aspect of this is that brand strategy might be the overall term that we're using universally, but that doesn't necessarily mean my strategy looks exactly like Emma's. For instance, when we were talking about this episode and kind of the main points that we wanted to hit, Emma was showing me a document that she uses for her clients, which looked completely different than mine. And we had to realize, you know, this is good. We need to give our clients two sides of things my side and maybe Emma's side and again these are only both of our opinions and I'm sure there are several other ways to do this out there but she had hers all broken down into this giant presentation form versus mine is more so a word document that I go through that answers the same questions that Emma has but we just have it set up differently
0: and there are also I mean it's something else to note that you know brand designers probably do it 10 different ways but there's also people out there that just do brand strategy there's people that don't even touch design and they just do the strategy documents that Mm -hmm. you know if you're a a larger company you know i'm doing this for small businesses that are owned by one maybe three up to three people those are my favorite types of clients and those are the people I, i usually work with but if you're a business of 50 you know you have 50 employees and you're you know selling you know, million dollars worth of sales every year you're going to need some, someone with a higher level understanding of this and also like just a different execution and so our execution is probably not the same as our five closest design friends but it's something that helps us and helps our clients and it's you know both of us year or two into our business these are things that we've developed from working with clients and what seems to help them you know my first strategy document because i majored in marketing in school was pretty extensive and a lot of times people are like oh I don't you put all this time into this you know this document and it might not be that helpful or people might not understand like what the different points are how to actually you know use a target persona and how to actually break it down so I've come up with kind of a simplified version that I include in every brand book and I give an optional add-on of a strategy document that have might have a little bit higher level or like those things that I'm looking at anyway, but maybe not as Alex said, like we look at them, but they might not be like explicitly written down, but yeah. So I think it's really helpful to have, you know, a couple offerings. And that's something that Alex and I are really passionate about is that having your process streamlined is really helpful, but I want to give every client experience that works for them. And I don't want it to be this cookie cutter mold that is easier for me, but might not necessarily be the best for all my clients. So With strategy and with these different pieces that we're going to talk about, I think it's really important and it's something that Alex and I both do is realizing what, you know, one client might need a little bit more help with one thing, you know, than another and knowing what, you know, how as professionals we can help people in, you know, something might be more helpful than another, you know, another way of doing it that I've done for a previous client. And it might be easier to copy that template from my previous client, but that template might not be the same or as helpful for... Another client. I think
1: you bring up a really good point that even though we are always doing strategy, it might not be helpful for a client. Let's say I'm thinking of a super, super small business client. Maybe they don't want it. Maybe they're like, I don't want this document that shows me who my audience is. I already know. And so then it's like we could format whatever we the final files that we give to our client. Maybe they don't want that. And that's okay. Yeah. yeah. We know. Or it's that overwhelming we don't, to see that. Uh, and yeah. I've had that numerous amounts of times where they're like, I don't understand what this means. Like I just want you to make my logo. And I'm like, okay, great, but I have to do brand strategy no matter what. So if you want the document at the end, wonderful. If you don't, it's going to be done anyways because that's how I'm going to get to the end result.
0: Yeah, and it's I think that's one thing that when people reach out and they're like, you know, you give them a proposal. I'm like, can you just make me a logo? And it's like, <laughs> if I make you a logo where you're just seeing a logo output versus if I make you a logo my way, like which is including strategy and including like, you know, just different process uh, processes and steps, it's the same work on my end because I mm-hmm. care enough that I'm not just going to make you like – something that looks good yeah
1: <laughs> exactly
0: yeah yeah and I think that that's something that like as a, a graphic designer I know when to when to say no to a project and when to say like hey I think that you know I totally understand your budget constraints and that you're just starting out and so maybe you need to do another option where you can just get that logo you're looking for and you can come back to me when you're ready to up the the level and and get that brand strategy and get you know those those pieces you know on absolutely
1: point. So, just to break it down in more simpler terms, and in what we're talking about that actually goes into the brand strategy. So, one of the main things is this golden circle. So, it's the why, the how, the what. So, your purpose, your vision, and your mission. So, think why. Why, as a let's let's do a scenario here. So, we have a small business owner who wants to open up a shop. Why? And why shoes. are you op- <laughs> and, and sell shoes? Why are you opening up your shop? Why do you want to sell shoes? How are you going to sell these shoes? Are you going to just have people walking into your store? Are you going to have it on a website? And
0: what how are they different? What are you, like, how, why, why did you want to start selling shoes? And how are you different from all the other shoe stores on your street and in your town? And yeah.
1: And what are you, what are you selling? So you're selling shoes. What are you going to be doing that's different from what everybody else on the block is doing?
0: Yeah, so it's important to keep those three things in mind. Um, and it's something that I have my, and I think Alex is too, have our clients define early on in the process. So it also, a lot of the times, I think, Alex, you probably work with a little bit more established businesses than I do sometimes. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times people are coming to me and they're like, I'm starting this right now like i'm in the process of ordering the products that i'm selling or i'm in the process of building out this restaurant or you know different things like that so a lot of times when i have them do these exercises to really develop this purpose this vision statement and this mission statement it's really helpful for them because they can apply it not only to branding they're like oh wow i can apply this to you know creating a hiring guide when i'm trying to find employees to creating um, values and you know just parts of my brand that need to be defined that I didn't really realize, so I find it really helpful.
1: And another thing that I've found too, when establishing the why, the how, and the what at the beginning, is if we do a tagline. Now I'm no yeah. copywriter, and a lot of times <laughs> they're like, "Hey, you're doing it all anyways, so can you help me with the tagline?" referring back to the mission and the vision i can pull a tagline out like that because i'm like you already told me why you do what you do now let's try to work together and figure out some verbiage of of your tagline so recently i've found that all, all the things go back to the golden circle at the beginning when you're working throughout the entire brand
0: I think that these golden circle items are really the like first foundation of of when you know when i'm starting branding it's something that i always include in the brand but kind of going back to when we were talking about things that people like to see and they don't i feel like these three things i always include something else i always include is what i call a brand formula i think it can be called 10 different things so for me i have a a scale for eight different items i have eight things that i like to basically rate the brand that I'm working on, um, you know, for, so things like how modern are you, how modern versus classic, how bold versus, how colorful versus neutral, you know, these things, some of them are visual and some of them are more conceptual, but it's really helpful because it's something that I, so in my process, how I do it is I create a creative brief, uh, that has all these, it has the strategy and it has some visual components to it. And i set up a call with my clients and i review these things with them and the brand formula is where i find the most helpful because a lot of times i'm working with someone that might not be that creative so having this brand formula and this system that i can kind of it's like a a a temperature check with my client of are we on the same page am i understanding your vision and where you're wanting to take your brand and is this you know kind of the 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 space that you wanna be in and the way that you wanna take your business. I find that this kind of sliding scale system, and literally in my deck, it's a bar with a little ball and I like move the ball left to right. It's literally a scale.
1: (laughs) So when when you're doing, so this is a great instance where I don't include the brand formula in this instance on my strategy. So Emma does this differently. So when you do your brand formula, do you do that first? You slide the scale where you feel fits best based on the strategy thus far, and then you show them to the client, or are you adjusting that bar as
0: you're on the call with client? No, no, I I present it to them. It's like a as a PDF, and it has the the scales already moved. And a lot of times, probably. 80% of the times they're like, yep, this is perfect. Mm-hmm. And then some of the times they're like, actually, I might want a little bit more neutral. Like I might want it to be a little bit more neutral than colorful. Or I might want a lot of times I'm trying to uh, think of like the, <laughs> the exact ones. I can't pull them out of the top of my head. So I've already done them. I send it to them as a PDF and the scales are already sl- like slide slid left to right. And a lot of times people come back, you know, 80% of the time, they'll be like, this looks perfect. I don't need any edits because we, because I've done this due diligence and because I've looked at like competitors and I'll explain when I'm doing it, why I chose the point of, you know, reference for, you know, those things, because I find it really helpful to compare, you know, I'll say like, okay, most people in your, you know, category are really classic and you might want to go a little bit more modern to stand out, but your audience is more classic so you want to stay like you know a little bit to the right of the middle but not too far you know you're not we're not going to go crazy modern but sometimes people will have like a little bit of feedback and what I get a lot of feedback on is uh, luxury versus attainable because a lot of people I think want to be a luxury brand or, or they want to be really far you know close to luxury versus attainable and a lot of times I have to explain and be like by attainable, I'm not like branding you like Walmart, which I'm. A, I love Walmart. I'm not not saying anything <laughs> bad about Walmart, but <laughs> whenever I go home, it's like one of the first stores I go to because we don't have them in Same. New York. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think that that's one that I got a lot of feedback on, a lot of pushback on because people are like, "I want to be luxurious. I want to be luxurious." And I'm like, "Well, the point of this scale, this isn't this isn't Chanel to Walmart. This is like Chanel to Madewell or like something in that realm." It's, exactly. You know, yeah it's like this attainable of you know how does how do you want to be portrayed compared to your competitors how do you want to be portrayed compared to like i call call them role models which are like brands that the client really likes or looks up to Mm -hmm. and sometimes for me those role models can be in your category or industry and sometimes they're complete you know come totally different they're not even in your realm of of products but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that that one's like one I get a lot of pushback on. But for the most part, people see this this uh, brand formula, I call it, and they, they love it. Yeah. And a lot of people, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. It's one that I've developed like the words and the categories over the past couple years.
1: I also love that formula because a lot of times when you work with clients, They want to have some ownership of what you're doing for them, right? So very rarely is it, hey, do it all, no revisions, great looks, good. You did what you needed to do. They want to feel a part of it too. And so I feel like if they have no revisions when it comes to logo concepts, that's fantastic. But at this stage in the brand strategy, if they could say, hey, can I take that down a little bit? That's giving them ownership of that certain part of the brand formula and that's what's going to really stick with them that they had they made their mark on that part of the strategy so they are a part of this whole process
0: and that's truly one of my favorite parts about doing branding is that collaboration i recently did copy on my website um, and i worked with a copywriter because i am not a copywriter i cannot spell (laughs) i cannot write i am i'm i read a lot it's like hilarious because everyone's like you just need to read more like i remember growing up and really struggling with writing and mm-hmm. my parents and like my teachers were always like you just need to read more, and I read a ton. Like I read a ton as a child. I read, you no, know, I read almost. You read like, now
1: all the time. You're yeah, always reading read... a book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alex and I went on a trip, or she came up to New York recently, and I was like, I'm, I need to go read now. <laughs> like I, it's She's my quiet like, I have time. have six
1: more pages. Can I finish it? <laughs> I was like,
0: yes. But yeah, so anyway, I, I really struggle with copy, so I hired a copywriter, which was honestly one of the best things I've ever done for my business. And I really got into like my why and how and what in the that golden circle and my brand formula. And something I really realized is that 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 I love working with people and I the people are one of like the drivers for why I want to be doing what I'm doing. You know, I love the creative outlet of of graphic design, of branding, of illustration, but I, gen- I really love connecting with people and being able to create something that people relate to and, and, you know, can see themselves, they see themselves within that brand. They see themselves, you know, different things like that. I, I just love that aspect of it. And I think that, you know, there are designers out there that create beautiful work, but they, you know, they have an onboarding call. They, you know, get to work. They do a one concept, you know, round, and they produce this, you know, logo that the client probably loves, but I personally like my process and the way I have check in calls and the way I have like this creative brief and these different, you know, my different, my roadmap for my branding. I find that I like that connection with the people. I like hearing and having them be part of the process. And, you know, some people might not like that and some people don't like the feedback. And, you know, don't get me wrong, everyone's smile does backfire when it's like a client that and I just don't drive or something like that. But overall, like, I like that that connection and those check-ins as a part of having my clients be part of the branding process and not just the the client and not just like the money part of it I like you know hearing their story and their reasoning and you know why they're doing what they're doing and you know that I feel like also getting to know my clients on that level also lets me produce a better work product
1: Another part of brand strategy that I love, and I know Emma loves it as well, is keywords. (laughs) So keywords and why they are helpful. So in my strategy, I ask my clients to give me five words to describe their business or their company. And so these are more so characteristics. So community oriented, funky, uh, fresh, minimal, um, sustainable, funky, fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so those words, it's, okay, let's backtrack. So something that us creatives take for granted is that we can do something that nobody else, I don't want to say nobody, that non-creatives can do. So people are hiring us because they have a vision in their head or maybe they don't and they need somebody to bring it to life. So a lot of times we can take words from this strategy document, from this strategy presentation, and that's how we come up with these visuals, these logo designs, these brand identities. And so these keywords are so, 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 so helpful for that because if you have a somebody who's giving me the words funky, retro, I'm not going to come to them with a super minimal logo And so this helps me, even if they can't explain what they're thinking of in their head visually, they can give me these words and then I'm like, oh, I know exactly where your head is going. Or, oh, I know exactly the path to start when I start this visually.
0: Something also with keywords that I like to do within my process is, I do have clients fill out this questionnaire at the beginning of working together. And I like to kind of hide it in a couple places. I ask. I have it broken down in like five sections, and one of my sections is called like I call it um, the formula. And it's like asking them their the purpose, the vision, these you know how you see yourself in five years, what your goals for the next six months are, and I ask for you know what are words you or how what are feelings you want people that are like interacting with your brand to feel, and I ask like basically the same questions like what you just said. What are Words that you use to describe your business, mm-hmm. I ask them that exact thing, but probably in like three or four different ways throughout my brand questionnaire, so that I can kind of like have them look at it. I ha- I ask from from their target audience's perspective. I ask them from their perspective. I ask them about thinking about other brands in your space. What are words that you like about them, or what are things that you don't like about them? And I think it's really helpful to kind of see it from like a couple different aspects and different I like perspectives that. yeah and consistency
1: yeah. then so then you yeah make sure and yeah they... when like
0: community comes up five yes. times you're like okay
1: <laughs> I love this is important that. yeah what a great yeah. approach I think I need to implement that into mine I love that yeah you should because they might yeah. see it once they might just put the first five words or whatever that come to yeah. their head in that moment and then forget about it or sometimes clients try too hard to yes, be this exactly. business that they aren't Exactly. And it's like, let's just be true to yourself, be true to your business and who, yeah. honestly, who you who you want your business to be and then build off of that. So yeah. I love
0: that. Yeah. I, um, I have a section where I make my clients kind of think of their business as if it was a person. <laughs> um and like personify the business and that's something that's really helpful too because I ask I don't ask like words I ask like what what would your bre- what would your brand have for breakfast and things like that and some people are like probably like what what the hell like why are you asking me yeah. these questions and like why are you making me think about it this way but it honestly really helps me because it helps people get out of their head of trying I mean I know I do it to myself like trying to be this perfect version of your business and just like mm-hmm. give me what you know the raw like the raw information so that I can process it. Like, you know, I can right. like see it from a new perspective and like take it in. I love that. Something that I also use kind of within that, those properties, like I find, you know, keywords I pull and you know, these, these values, something I also turn them into a lot of times are brand pillars and brand pillars are something that I don't include in, like, every brand book I produce. There's something that I have as, like, a – basically, basically I found that, like, a lot of people, kind of, like you're saying, have a hard time processing this, like, these – you know, these higher level strategy pieces. And so I have them as like an optional add-on. And there's something that are like in the back of my mind when I'm making, you know, making this strategy guide that I do deliver to all my clients, but they're not something that I necessarily always include. And they're also something that I have an optional like social media, I call it a social media deep dive. And basically once we're done with branding, how to, you know, cause you can give your clients these templates and you can give them logos, but you know, social media is such a huge part of, our world and marketing these days. So something I offer my clients is this kind of additional call where we really dive into social media and how, you know, how to show up as a brand on your social media and all the way down to like what emojis fit your branding and like how you can like use those to create repetition. And if you're using the same, you know, pick, you pick 10 emojis and you use the same ones, how that can, uh, you know, have brand recognition within your captions and your stories and different things like that. And it's actually, like, one of my favorite things that I love is I love creating, like, story guidelines for clients. Like, what fonts fit your branding on oh, stories and, like, that. how mm. to, yeah, it's, like, it's one of my favorite. And I recently figured out, I know it's, like, probably everyone had to figure out for me, but how to share my phone screen on, like, a call. So, it's really helpful because I can, like, do a live demonstration of, like, how to build a story. Like,
1: on a call when you're on Zoom? Like, on a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's neat. How do you do yeah. that?
0: it's like a screen mirror mirroring thing on apple oh yeah i know yeah, yeah. exactly
1: what you're talking about yeah that's very um, convenient and
0: a lot of times i actually do on my ipad because on instagram like you're, you know that it's yeah so just because i can like hold it and it's on my phone and like notifications aren't popping up and stuff but yeah so back to uh this this piece is brand pillars and for me brand pillars are you know what your brand stands for and how you're going to uphold them and what i mean by that is you know What values your brand has and how you're going to use those values and portray those values in your everyday actions and your content and your, you know, your products that you're producing and how you speak to your clients and how you write captions and, you know, all these pieces of your brand that, you know kind of all come together in these these values these pillars I call them pillars some people call them brand values Uh, to me I kind of see them as the same and for that I also kind of build off I think they're really helpful like brand pillars and then content pillars so content pillars are more of like within social media within blog posts within you know TikToks now within any of your video content within your marketing strategy within you know those things these pillars are you're touching back on all these pillars with all your content so yeah and how i brand pillars for me feed into content pillars because you know you want to make sure that your content reflects you know your brand's values and their ideals and for me for example for my brand my brand uh, my brand pillars involve include like communication community and creativity those are my three my three c's i know it's like a little cheesy I love that, but uh, yeah so for me community is a huge part of my brand, not only with ESM Creative, but, you know, all my kind of like little brand extensions with Sorted, with Golnar Guild. Having open communication is also very important between me and my clients, between me and my team, you know, between myself, honestly, like me and myself, Um, you know, yeah, and knowing when and, you know, when I'm full and when, you know, when to say yes, when to say no, those kind of things. And then creativity. I think that I started doing this because it was fun for me and I want to always have that as part of my brand. I want to, you know, one day if I wake up and I'm like, this isn't, you know, not that it has to be like the most fun, but you know, some days aren't fun. But if I wake up one day and I'm like this, you know, I'm really not, not feeling anymore. Like I want to pivot with my business. And that's also when I found, you know, that's when I hired staff is when I really took a reflection. I was like, web design is just not something that makes me. I don't feel creative doing it I don't like you know I don't love all aspects of it yeah so I think that that's those are kind of you know within my business those are my brand pillars but you know it can look really different depending on the brand you know I'm a service-based one man show so one woman show um and you know that's really uh that's really how I've developed them Alex do you have developed like do you have written out brand, brand pillars for your business is something you've thought about for myself, no. But I, I know, definitely I literally just did it. So it's I did it for when I was hiring. I like put together a uh, like a I wanted to put together like a what is what and who and that's wh- yeah what you know. So that's why I did it. So and, I didn't have a it great until ex- recently.
1: <laughs> yeah. And that's a great example of you found that you needed these brand pillars because you were hiring externally. And it's yeah. important to define these brand pillars at the beginning when working with your clients. So when they have on their website, their mission and vision page, or when they're hiring their employees, they can carry on that information as well. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like, and I, and I believe that I've said this before in our welcome episode, that I, when I quit my job and went on my own, I was kind of just like, doing everything at once. And I was like, we'll just see what happens. We'll see what sticks. We'll see what I need to do. And so I feel like finally I've grasped a hold of who AP the creative is, who I am as an independent designer, what I want my offerings to be, who I want to work with, who I best work with, because I feel like when I first was started, you know, I was just saying yes to everything because I wanted to gain my clientele and I wanted to reach a wide audience. But now that I'm slowly finding my way through this tunnel, I think that now is a perfect time for me to really sit down and structure my own brand
0: pillars to use from here and on and on out yeah i think that's something that like again in a lot of these pieces i do offer i, I think something i was try to communicate to my clients also is that like i'm i'm a big proponent of fake kind of i did it for my business i i said it before like i literally had a google drive that i would send people i didn't have a website for a year i didn't you know i didn't have these like quote-unquote proper things right off the bat and i think that you know depending on you as a as a person and you as a brand I think there's a lot of value in kind of that like lean startup model of like that you know getting out there and getting getting started and then kind of coming back and regrouping I mean like okay now that I've kind of proven my concept and I've proven that people want to work with me or people want my product or people want to hear from me then you can kind of see where you want to take your your, you know, your brand and your content and whatever your material is, whether it be that service or that product. And I think that's when you can kind of step back and look at these things and build these, you know, your vision and your mission and build your brand formula. And, you know, those things you you can build in the background so that you can build a good logo and a good, you know, branding system that reflects not only you and your brand, but also your audience. And, you know, those you know, where you want to take your brand in the future. So sometimes I think there is value in kind of stepping back and like getting started and then coming back to this kind of these pieces. I love that. And
1: on to that note, just using me personally as, as an example, I, when I first started, I just like built a website. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to throw something together. So I did that. And then I kind of revamped it more towards my style, kind of the more I was figuring out what my style of work was, how I want my website to be laid out. Well, now I'm actually hiring my subcontractor (laughs) who does my websites to help me redo my own website. Because like you, Emma, web is not my passion. I could do it. I have done it but I don't love it and so I want to keep that creativity live. So she's helping me with my website redesign. The whole thing is going to be revamped. So I feel like now is a really good time for me to dive into the brand pillars and really focus on my personal mission and vision and get all of that squared away because I'll need that language for the website and then that will just help with the consistency throughout.
0: Yeah and it was really nice when I I kind of, this is like within the past six months, I did this kind of deep dive into my own business and that hiring that copywriter and kind of getting it on the site and making sure it's how I wanted it to how I wanted to come across and who 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 and what I wanted to you know produce work for that it really helped me also develop other pieces within my brand you know I, I redid like a lot of my what my I redid my welcome guide and you know my proposal documents and just how I went about reaching out to clients and things like that it was really nice to kind of take a step back and Alex and I've said it before and we'll say it again it's the hardest work to do is the work you need to do for your own business like um (laughs) I still have probably 15 things that I want to do from that little I like I don't know I guess revamp of of my content that I still need to do that I have put on the back burner (laughs) but one day I'll get to them. So now we've kind of reviewed these like big pieces and I think personally like the most important part of strategy, there's so much more we can dive into. There's, you know, audience analysis, competitor analysis, and your positioning, your value proposition, which are all super important, but we I feel like we've touched on, you know, the really important pieces and how we also as brand designers and not brand strategists, you know, what we dive into and what we find useful for our clients. I definitely find that A little bit of competitor analysis and positioning. I do like a little four by four chart in my in my strategy for every client. Those are really helpful for you know seeing where you are among competitors and where you know you want to make sure that you're reaching to hit that you know hit the you know reach the people. So I do like a little four by four, like a little grid with competitor analysis and your positioning, and I think that it's really helpful for clients to see where they want to reach people and consumers and how to like differentiate from you know other people in your space. But yeah, so I think overall, you know, we've kind of broke broken it down and looked at all these different pieces and how we you know how we use the strategy. So, like Emma mentioned, we broke down our brand strategy and
1: how we really like to approach that with our clients and also just within our own businesses. Um, but we cannot wait to talk about the visual side of things with the brand strategy. How does taking our brand strategy then help us build out our logos and the rest of the brand identity? So, in episode six. Two episodes from now, we will be diving into the visual components of branding, so colors, fonts, taglines, etc. And that episode is going to be titled, What the Fuck is a Submark? <laughs> so I'm sure that you all will enjoy that episode as we will be diving into what we include in our brand identities, our brand suites, and a breakdown of everything that goes into that.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Here are our final files, aka the little tidbits and the tips and tricks that we have talked about throughout the episode that we think are important to take away. So first off, overall, that there are two components to branding. Obviously, this is only part one of the branding series and, you know, that In this episode, we talked more about strategy and that is all the components that you get to before you actually get to the pretty and graphic parts of brand design. Yeah, so first one that there are two parts to branding, brand strategy and then the visual design. The next main takeaway is the golden circle, like
1: we mentioned diving into the brand strategy. That is the why, the how, and the what. So your purpose, your vision, and your mission.
0: Next up is that brand formula, a sliding scale system that I implement in my brand strategy guidelines that lets me really communicate with my client and make sure we're on the same page moving forward.
1: And finally, the last two takeaways are keywords and the brand pillars. So using keywords in order to really help you with the strategy and coming up with the visual components of it. So keywords are things like funky, fresh, minimal, modern, those sort of things, and then your brand pillars. So what your brand really stands for and how do you uphold it?
0: Yeah. So those are our final files for this episode. And we hope that you took information from this episode that can help you develop your own brand strategy, or if you're a designer, help you, you know, with working with your clients. We'd also love to hear if you have any bits that you include in your strategy that we didn't talk about, you know, as designers, we're always trying to get better and offer, uh, you know, our clients the best work that we can. So we love learning from each other. And that's, you know, one of the main brand pillars of this podcast and why alex and i started it is because we love learning from each other so we'd love to learn from you so comment on our instagram post or dm us we'd love to hear from you and we will talk to you guys next week bye bye For more Sorted content, follow us on Instagram at sorted.pod. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, let us know by leaving a review. It means so much.
1: Sorted is hosted by Alex Pizak and Emma McGoldrick. Produced and edited by Carrie King. Marketing and graphic design by AP the Creative and ESM Creative Studio. Photography by Hannah Hunt. And music by Dam Dharmawan.
0: Huge thanks to all the people that made Sorted happen and to you for listening. See you you next
1: time. time.